podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Oh, I have been waiting for this. Elliot Holman. What happened? I thought you were still in contention. I thought the big dream was on, even though Montreal needed a point and you were 16 goals behind them in goal difference. You're now 21 behind them. And I'm afraid to say, Orlando City are eliminated for a fourth year in a row. Don't just... Listen, it's... For anyone who can't see, which is literally anyone else who's listening to this podcast, um, Elliot has got a cup of tea. He suddenly thinks that he's really British, and he's um, he's just drinking his tea, not saying anything, because the time has come for him to finally admit that Orlando City's season has been horrific. How many years have you known me? Oh. Less years than Orlando have failed to get in the playoffs. So about three. <sighs> Nearly four, actually. So, yeah, maybe the it's same over amount. Four. It's over four. Over four years. Yeah. We've, I like to think we're good mates. I like to think uh, we're quite close. We, go, you know, we work together. We do this together. Yep. That's about it. Just be nice to me. Just be a friend. Well, you know what? If it would have been the last game of the season and you've just missed out, I would be a friend. I'd be like, oh, well, there's always next season. But you have been horrific this season. I had to put up with seven, was it eight, seven, eight get-ins in a row. At one point, you were literally saying get-in about eight times a show. I had to put up with that. So this, I'm going to say it. Orlando City have been eliminated. Get-in! All right, I'll stop now. I'll stop because it's a bit embarrassing because you've been that poor. Some mate you are. When your friend's going through heartbreak, like actual 24K heartbreak, you're rubbing it in like this. It's not much of a heartbreak, is it? It's as if you've been going out with a girl and basically you've been due to split up for about six months and then you finally just, one of you just says, actually, we've not seen each other in weeks. We've both seen other people. Shall we split up? And that's what it's like. So the heartbreak will be like, oh, that's a shame. But it's not as if it's it's really bad heartbreak because you expected this to happen. But the honeymoon period where she let me get in for a few weeks in a row was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took no pride, pardon the Orlando pun, no pride in when we make the uh, the images each weekend, which go on our social media for who's in the playoffs and who's not. I took no pride in dragging Orlando's badge down to Eliminated. There'll be people who, who are listening to this podcast uh, who uh, are in the UK, maybe they're just getting into MLS, and we often get asked, the most common question I get asked is, I've started watching MLS, who should I support? Don't do it. 
Don't don't watch soccer because all it'll do is break your heart. Ah, you know I feel for you. Yeah, I I do feel for you because at the start of a season, if you listen back to episode one and two and then through four to eleven, uh, you were very optimistic and. You know, we said at the start of this season, oh, Kaka's gone, it's a new change, you've brought some good players in, Miram's come in, uh, Clestron's come in. Remember that, when Miram signed for Orlando? Yeah, it could be a new start, and Orlando could be pushing the playoffs. Well, as we speak, you are 11th out of 11 in the Eastern Conference, and you are 18 points off 6th place. All right, look, like the analogy you used of a girlfriend who's just broken up with you, you were kind of expecting it... You still don't sit your mate down and make them go through her Facebook profile and her Instagram pictures. Just leave it now. Okay. I'm hurting here. All right. Welcome to the MLS UK show, episode 30. We've got to episode 30, and what a way to start. Mm, Great. Uh, We need to begin with the game that we don't have an actual name for, so we call it something different every single week, which this week, Elliot, is called... We give you a player and their career path, and you have to guess who it is. Oh, come on, cheer up. I'm just heartbroken. There's only four games Orlando have got left. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. I'm not being a sore loser. It's just uh, it's been a tough year. And uh, finally, it's. I'll be honest, I'm quite relieved. So It's like when you have your dog put down. They're, out, <laughs> they're not in pain anymore. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like My analogy is a bit, you know, a bit nicer. But <laughs> no, but okay. I'm feeling that raw pain. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's over... You know they're not they're not in pain anymore. Yeah, but they we, were they were limping like a wounded animal. The dog's not going to come alive again next <laughs> next March and then die Dodge again. Buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, and then die again next. Uh, I September. love dogs, by the way. Dogs are like my favorite animals, so don't don't be horrible to me. Um, right, let's let's do it. I'm over it. In all seriousness, like what, dear Orlando, sort your life out. Right. Let's play the let's play the game because this is good. I like this because people tweet us at random points in the week when people are listening to the podcast. We get is so and so so is it or is it? I'm not sure. I, and then and then like 20 minutes later, yes, I was right. Yeah, I love this game. Uh, we we basically give you the career path of a MLS player or a former MLS player, and you have to work out who it is. Um, it's proved quite popular recently, hasn't it? It has. Uh, in fact, last week was Chris Birchall. And then Chris Birchall yeah. actually came into the radio station that we work at. Like, what the what the heck? Seriously, you randomly chose Chris Birchall. I didn't even know who you'd chosen, and yeah. I openly said, I haven't got a clue who it is. Uh, and you mentioned that, that he plays for or played for Port Vale. He returned to Port Vale after Galaxy, um, which is just up the road from, from our studio here. And then two days later, he actually walked into this building, and I was like, what is in, going on? In fact, you're going to some posh sort of awards do where he will be there oh he's going to be there yeah so we'll have to have a chat see if we can get him on the podcast that'll be amazing let's get Chris but that's my mission is that my mission for tomorrow night yes okay I'll follow us on Twitter at MLS UK show and I'll update you with my progress regarding um, plucking up the courage to approach Chris Birchall and then trying to get him on the podcast probably won't go well but whatever Um, this week's player who's going to come into this station at any point in the next seven days I doubt it, I'll be honest. <laughs> Started their career at Russell Olympic. Who on earth 
Our Russell Olympic. Funny you should ask, Henry. Russell Olympic Football Club is an English football club based in Russell, a former mining village now forming part of the northern suburbs of Warsaw. <laughs> Apologies if you live in Russell. I don't know if we've got any listeners who live in Russell, but I have never heard of that place. Anyway, um, don't worry, because he shortly moved to Fulham, uh, <laughs> where he made 150 appearances. Oh, okay. So, uh, big Fulham legend, I would say. Um, had a loan spell with Peterborough United. Played a few games for Aston Villa between 2007 and 2009. Now, keep quiet, because he then went to Bolton Wanderers. When you said Aston Villa from Fulham, I thought, I know who this is. And then when you said Bolton Wanderers, that confirmed it. Brilliant. Bolton Wanderers, 168 appearances between 2009 and 2014. So obviously you know who this is. However, they left Bolton Wanderers, and do you know where they went? He went to... Oh, he went to MLS, didn't he? Yep. Because we released him. Which team did he play for? Was it Colorado? It was Colorado Rapids. Yes. If you think you know who this is, they left Colorado and went to Reading, where they made two whole appearances. <laughs> uh, but if you think you know who this is, uh, also two appearances for England. I must have missed those. They weren't when he was with Bolton, believe me. Wow. Or Colorado, I'd imagine. Um <laughs> Who do you reckon it is? Fulham, Peterborough, Aston Villa, Bolton, Colorado Rapids and Reading. Who is it? Tweet us, at MLS UK Show. There was certainly a peak in his career. <laughs> and yeah. then it went it went up and then it went down. I'm not going to tell you where the peak is. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's look back at what happened last weekend in another eventful weekend in MLS. Uh, let's kick off with a game that finally sealed Orlando's fate as being eliminated... <laughs> Montreal Impact beating Columbus Crew. This is what kicked off the weekend. I'll be honest, um, my team, Bolton, were on uh, an evening kickoff. They were on telly on Saturday, so I went to watch that. I was actually in the middle, right, of where this pub we were in, in, in my hometown, Berry. Shout out to Berry! Because uh, it's kind of in the middle of Manchester and Bolton. So the pub had Bolton on one telly and then Man United v Newcastle on the other telly. And how many people were watching Bolton and how many people were watching Man United? You'd be surprised. There were at least seven watching Bolton. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, wow. Um, but they had the commentary from the United game. So you kind of were... I, especially with the way it started and Man United went 2-0 down, I was like... Oh, yeah, I just, I've been watching that game yeah, as well. I was like, oh, United are losing 2 now. And then sort of, because my dad was just watching the Bolton game, so I kind of, if he moved, I, w- I looked and thought, right, it's something's happening. Uh, Bolton lost. Uh, United went back to win, so it was very, yeah, it weren't very enjoyable. Um, so I, I didn't actually watch this game. I, uh, I had updates on my phone, and um, it's for Montreal to come back after the DC defeat losing 5-0. They've come back, won this game 3-0 against a very good Columbus side. Is this their statement of intent is just saying, listen, DC, we ain't going to give this place up easy? I Yeah, I mean, we've joked about Orlando. I mean, it's not funny, but we've joked about <laughs> Orlando. Um, and, and you can argue that I'm trying to take the, the focus off, off the Lions. However, in all seriousness, Montreal Impact, um, they were, we were very critical in the uh, first half of the season. Um, After May, they really, really started to kick on. And that, Montreal 3, Columbus Crew 0, is a really, really impressive result. Because this is a team that's been been up and down and and all over the place. And and they've beaten Columbus, who are, uh, of course, above them. They look unlikely to catch Columbus, but it looks like they are 
desperate to seal that that sixth spot in the East. And I mean, yes, DC are on a bit of a charge, but Montreal not making it easy. No, um, which as we've discussed last week when we seem to mention every team and go, oh, I like them, oh, I don't like them, oh, I do, I want them to get in. Montreal, for the, just because of the way that they've come back the second half, we spoke to Ryan, who's a Montreal fan, seems like weeks and weeks and weeks ago now, at the probably the height of their, when they lost a few games. Mm. Um, and to be fair to Ryan, he was a bit more optimistic than what we were, even though he wasn't that optimistic. And uh, Montreal, for sticking with Remy Gard, which you said they should probably get rid of him, uh, it's it's now, you know, it's in fruition. But Did I, you... I, I mean, I, I know I went I went out on a limb with, with, the, uh, with the Montreal situation, and I was like, look, is Remy Gard the man? Because the first half of the season, it really looks like he wasn't. And you have to admit, there will have been discussions. There will have been discussions as to whether he should have remained in the job. Were you always, deep down, were you not kind of inclined to agree with me a little bit? I was, but at the same time, I always think with MLS, because of a no relegation, I think there's times for the managers should be given that more time because... Let's face it. In the in the rest, well, the rest of the world, um, if you have a few defeats, you could be bottom of the league, and then you've got a choice. You can't really give the manager as much time because if you do and it doesn't work out, you're getting relegated. Whereas in MLS, as we'll see in the summer and and LA Galaxy, and we've seen it. San Jose have just announced a new manager. They've got now a summer to work with their team. And if it doesn't work out, then as long as there's something there to build on, then I would always say, stick with them. And, and when it's to the point where they're like, no, we can't go any further. Remy Gard, I always had a bit of that because I thought, well, he didn't do well at Aston Villa, but he did really well at Leon, And, you know, the players have responded. And I don't know what it's been. I don't know, because it doesn't seem to me that the tactics have hugely changed. The players haven't changed. Apart from bringing Bakary Sagner in, but I don't think he's right. I'm going to stop you there. Done that yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last week, we got a tweet from somebody who was telling me that I was pronouncing Joseph Martinez wrong. That's how that's how a British person, yeah, MLS UK show. That's how a British person says Martinez. You've just gone Bakary Sagner. I'm sorry, but I'm not having. I'm not being criticised for saying Martinez when you're saying Sagner. It, well, there's Martinez and there's Sagna. It's Sanya. Well, whatever he's called, he might have made a bit of a difference, but I don't think it's that much for him to jump up the league like we have. So, well done, Montreal. Uh, Columbus, that'll get in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it, for Columbus, for Philly, uh, for New York, certainly. New York, by the way, 12 points off Red Bulls and, uh, and of course, 13 off Atlanta. Um which any other season would be fine. Yeah, uh, new, they would. They wouldn't be that far off. But this season, we've just had two amazing teams. Yeah. Um, so New York, Philly, Columbus—they're there. They're they're, they're locked in. Um, it's it's a straight battle. DC and Montreal for me, and I, I, it's exciting. It's really exciting. That for me is uh, is one of the greatest battles that that we're going to see because DC. What a story it would be. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little later on. But DC, I've got FC Dallas at home this weekend, which is a huge game. Uh, right, Atlanta beat New England Revolution 2-1. I think for me, that's it for Revolution. Um, you say that. You say that. <laughs> However. Yeah, go who, on. Who have they got this weekend? 
Orlando. Yeah. So it's not over yet because they could sort their goal difference out quite substantially. Well, they're still in contention, <laughs> but they need they've they're eight points behind. Uh, they've got three games left, <laughs> so I wouldn't be Good surprised luck. if Orlando somehow gave them twelve points in one game. <laughs> um, Atlanta won. Get back to winning ways. Atlanta sixty six points. New York Red Bulls sixty five. After Toronto breaking the yeah. record last year with sixty nine points, they could now be beaten by two sides so this is going to be really interesting i love how we've got this at the end of the season you know uh, people will say to us oh without promotion and relegation what's the point at the end of the season mm. you're going to have loads of teams that have got nothing to play for you've got two sides here who first of all are playing for supporter shield and secondly now whoever doesn't win the supporter shield still has the chance to break a record so it's great it's fantastic end to the season here's one for you though if they both break the record Hmm. I feel sorry for the one who finishes second because technically they're not going to hold the record. No, They're going to have beaten it, but they're not going to hold the record. So, for example, if it stays how it is now, New York Red Bulls beat Toronto's record of most points in a, in a single regular MLS season. Incredible. But then the name you're writing down is Atlanta because they got a point more. Yeah. I kind of I kind of feel for Red Bulls in that situation. Or it might be Atlanta. We don't know. Imagine One saying, of them, though, is going to be bitterly disappointed. Imagine saying to the team at the start of the season, well, you're going to break Toronto's record, and they're going to be like, right, space in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. Dust it down. We're going to put the supporter shield right there. It'll look great. No, but you're going to finish second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it just goes to show how immense Atlanta and, and Red Bulls have been. So, uh, good result for Atlanta. Uh, another big three points that keeps them above the Red Bulls. Um, Toronto, however, on Saturday, eliminated. Yes, how disappointing. What a disappointing season this has been for Toronto. At the start of it, we're looking at... Uh, Campiones Cup, we're looking at the uh, Champions League, we're looking at MLS, uh, Cup Glory, um, they got the Canadian Championship, but this is still a massive disappointment for Toronto. Here's one for you, this is a genuine question. Who's had a more disappointing season, Toronto or Orlando? Um, Toronto. Why? Because... I mean, Orlando have had a poor season, but they've never even got in the playoffs, so they're not, they've not got anything to... Orlando, are technically, are at the same stage when we start the season again in March than they, are, they were March 2018, mm. so it doesn't matter. Toronto, how do you build on the most successful season ever in MLS? It's very difficult to do that. However, you'd still expect to at least push for the MLS Cup again. And they've they've been nowhere near all season, and and when you look at Seattle as well, who have had that run, now they're going to probably get in the playoffs. Toronto it must be disappointed. Um, the interesting thing as well is they lost two one to Whitecaps at home. Hmm. Whitecaps are on the charge because they're they're still in this. Whitecaps are only three points off uh, RSL, and they've got a game in hand. And we said a few weeks ago when they sacked the manager, yeah. we said, oh, what was the point in that? It's They're never going to get in the playoffs now. And I remember, because I listened back to it the other day, they actually, we, our words were, they are not going to get in the playoffs now. They've gone away to Toronto, got a huge win, and now they're back in contention. So it could be a masterstroke, you never know. However, you can't prove that they wouldn't have got in the playoffs with Carl Robinson in charge. This is the, This is the thing, the way that it's opened up for them now... Would it would it have been great to have a bit of stability? I, I'm not saying it would. I'm just I'm just providing a counter argument. I mean, 
have they suddenly started? Have they suddenly got a chance because he's gone? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think. Uh, it's a difficult one because you don't know what happens behind the, the scenes. You don't know how the players were reacting to Carl uh, Robinson. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I, I know we've had some Vancouver fans tweet us about it and tell us that oh they needed the change. For me, looking on the outside, some of their results have been all right this season. They're still in contention. I don't think it's been a, a, a a horrific season for them but you know it's if they get in the playoffs it doesn't matter whether they would have done the Carl Robinson the 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 president the chief exec or whatever he's he's gonna be um he's made the right decision okay um let's move on to Sunday Philly what a win 5-1 against Minnesota who are now eliminated as well yeah, well, Philly, uh, This uh, what was coming out of Philadelphia at the start of last week was that their main aim was to get a home playoff match after the defeat against Houston in the yeah. US Open Cup. And, uh, well, I don't think they could have. They've really <laughs> stamped their intentions with this game. Um, it's a good win, that. It's impressive. Yeah, 4-0 at half-time as well. And it's... I mean, Minnesota are now eliminated. And I said I didn't mind Minnesota last, last week. I, I said I've been impressed you said them. they deserve to be in the playoffs, though. But just based on the fact that I didn't expect nothing from them at the start of the season. So they've they've exceeded my expectations. Um, have, but, but have they, though? 36 points. Is that exceeding your expectations? I honestly thought Minnesota would be alongside the likes of Colorado and San Jose. I mean, they've got more points than Toronto. I'll give them that. Yeah. So And again, at the start of the season, if you say... Guys, you're going to get more points than Toronto this yeah, season. Yeah, Minnesota would be like, oh, let's build a trophy cabinet. Yeah. We're going to need one. Um, I, I I think they've had a good season. If if we was to grade each team, which we'll probably do in the, the close season anyway, Minnesota, for where they finish, I would give them a higher grade. I'd probably give Minnesota, for what I expected of them, I'd probably give them a C. And in fairness, look at DC before they moved into their stadium. Yeah. So... Maybe we should expect big things from Minnesota, but um, you know Orlando moved into a new stadium as well. But never mind. Um, FC Dallas two 0 win over Orlando, which meant that the Lions were eliminated. But as we keep saying, this FC Dallas team—I'm a massive fan of these guys. Mm. They're th- this is—they're a real force. Yeah, looks like they're going to finish uh, top of the West as well. Um, I they're mean, this pulling away now. This win was just, it's its 2-0 against. It's the same as when we say that teams beat Colorado in recent <laughs> weeks. It's, its We shouldn't look too much into it. It was just, uh, I'm surprised Orlando held them till after half-time, I'll be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it's just, well done, Dallas. Got a win. Uh, SKC have had some difficult games lately and Dallas are pulling away. Um, SKC, who we just mentioned, one all draw with LA Galaxy. Yeah, this game... I want to talk about this game okay. uh, because I, I was looking at some of the uh, some of the stuff said after the game from the SKC side, and they were talking about uh, Marufo, the referee, and they are not happy. They're not happy anyway with the game, but when you look into their record with this referee, they've had a really poor experience with uh, Marufo, and I think it's. MLS need to have a look more at, at the way referees are with teams. And I know I'm not saying for one minute that he's cheating or he's got something against SKC, but if they're consistently having bad experiences with a certain referee, 
this is a huge game for them. They're, they want to get to the top of the West. LA Galaxy are wanting to get into the playoffs and they're being given a referee who SKC have won two of 16 games with this referee in charge of them. That's, I, that's I'd not like, good. I'd like to investigate this more. Does your team have a referee that you can't stand? Is there a referee that in MLS that when they're refereeing your team, you think, oh, we're not going to get anything here? And and what's the history? Send me these, please, at MLS UK Show. Uh, I know quite a few Orlando fans will suggest Ted Uncle, so that's my one that I'm putting forward for, uh, for Orlando. Um, send me yours, at MLS UK Show. Which ref screws you over the most? Um, he has actually in this in the time of the sixteen games has also he's given SKC twenty nine cards. He's only given fourteen to the opponents. So if it's one game and you think like SKC got six bookings and the other team gets two, you can you can look at it and think right. Well, is it us? Sixteen games. That's a lot of games, and there's a lot of stats there to indicate that SKC. Do you have a point when they've got this referee? But the the thing is, this is SKC who, on rivalry week, will play Minnesota United. It's not even like he could be a fan of someone else and have a real vendetta against them because, mm. you know, it's not like a, a a New York City, New York Red Bulls or a, a Dallas Houston. It's, it, it's just, what's going on there? That's bizarre. Yeah, and there's only been one referee that's been assigned to SKC matches more than uh, Marufo in this period as well. So it's not as if MLS have gone like, listen, let's just give him a, a, a season away or whatever. He's getting a lot of games. So, don't know, maybe something for MLS to look at. But LA Galaxy, good point for them. Uh, just like Vancouver, they have uh, flourished under a new manager in recent weeks. So maybe it was a, it's, these are good decisions to get rid of the managers just before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, SKC now... Level on points with LAFC. Same games played as well. It's hotting up for that second spot. Yeah. It's, the whole West is a is a fascinating conference to look at at the moment ahead of the playoffs. Uh, because whereas you look at the East and it looks like Columbus will get there, so it's down to two. There's about four or five spots still to... to still to sort out in that, in that conference. Here's something surprising for you, though. Colorado Rapids... Lost. What? No. Yeah, they lost 3-0. 3-0? To, to LAFC. Wow. Um, so they're, as we know, eliminated. So that's pushed LAFC up to third, like we just say, joint second spot technically. Are they and, clinched, though? Yep, and that's that's a big win for them. On the road, clinching. Horrible word. Clinching. Uh, their playoff spot uh, in their first season, which is very, very, very impressive, and I'm not even a little bit jealous. <laughs> um, no, I really like LAFC. So do I. I think they're, they're a very likable. Sorry to Galaxy fans listening, but they're very likable team. I think the whole when you look at the brand itself, uh, even the fact that they're sponsored by YouTube, it's like they're cool. They've got Will Farrell, so it's a they're a cool team. Um, did you see the video of, of Matt who has been on this show before? Yeah. Uh, Matt, who runs the at UK LAFC Twitter page, friend of the show, he and can I just say right? So he took his partner away for their was it their honeymoon? Yeah, to LA, which is fine. I'm sure if I told my girlfriend right we're going to go away to LA, she'd be delighted. But to go to a match, I mean, fair play to his his wife, who's accepted that this is a thing because. 
I can imagine my girlfriend would probably probably put up with it, but in her head think, I'd rather be walking down Sunset Boulevard right <laughs> to now. To be something. fair, though, this is the thing. Right, and we, we spoke about this in episode one. I did this exact same thing. Me and my girlfriend went to America, and I said, we've got to go to a game. We've got to go to a soccer game. We went to one, and I loved it, obviously, but even she loved it so much that she was like, can we go back? And we went to another another soccer game in three days' time. I, I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's too much of a hardship. Yeah, well, he does say as well, he says that it's knocked any experiences had with Wolf, Wolverhampton, well, with Wolves, out the water, which, to be honest, excluding this season and last season, that yeah, isn't Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> I can understand that. Oh, no, sorry, he's a West Brom fan. Sorry, sorry, Matt, if you're listening. He's, he's, yeah, which, again, apart from this season, that doesn't surprise me that he's knocked any experience with West Brom. Um yeah, he's a West Brom fan. I remember we spoke about this when he was on the show. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this shows as well that MLS it's it's a, it's frustrating for us when you're trying to sell the league that it's so far away. Because I'm sure if the, the people in this country that sort of have a patronising view on it were to actually go to the US or Canada and and go to a game, they'd be like they'd be big fans like we are. So I mean, yeah, I mean, we can joke about. Orlando, they're, they're the only games that I've seen, so I can only speak from experience on, on going there, but seeing Orlando beat NYC FC, you know, in a in what is kind of a derby rivalry, um, was an incredible experience, and we just wanted to go back a few days later and, uh, for the Toronto game, and I just, I just think everyone, everybody needs to experience it, and that's what we're about, that's why we're here, this is you know, Matt is Matt is a listener of the podcast, and we've said you, you, you've got to go over there. You've got to go and check it out, and uh, and we're so pleased that he did. And he's repping the UK as well. Uh, result of the weekend for me: Portland going away to RSL, getting four-one victory. Last week, I said that Mike Petke was not worried about LA Galaxy sniffing on their necks. <laughs> um, he must be now because that is a poor result. Yeah, Portland for 51 points. They could quite easily, as I said the other week, could quite easily still finish second in the West. Yeah, um, and Blanco, my one of my favourite players. Uh, it was Rusnak versus Blanco, two of my favourite players in the league. Um, oh, and it's sorry, this is kind of off topic, but I mean, FIFA is very on topic. FIFA 19, I've been playing Ultimate Team, as you know. Yeah. I opened some packs last night and I got a Portland player. Was it Blanco? It was Blanco, your mate. <laughs> that was the most. <laughs> that was the most obvious thing. Wow. Well, uh, but right. anyway, uh, right. wow. How how is he on FIFA? Just keep knocking me down today. I've not I've not been an MLS team on FIFA yet. I've, I'm starting doing the journey, so uh, I've not done it yet. So how are how is Blanco? Blanco's good. Me? I'll be honest. I got I had on my left wing. I had Kennedy, who's a Newcastle player. Yeah. Uh, and Blanco's only rated one less than Kennedy, uh, so I've just kept him in because I quite like him. Yeah, that's yeah. Because in a team full of uh, in, in a team full of English Premier League players, why not shove a, an Argentinian Portland Timbers player <laughs> in? Just for it's great for chemistry. Um, so Portland win, they'll probably clinch their spot in the next the next game, or if uh, one of the teams below them lose. Have we have we said that RSL are now in jeopardy? Do we think? I think they are, and I think Mike Petke, in some of the stuff that he said, you can tell that he's a bit nervous, because now, instead of saying we're not worried about LA Galaxy, he's saying, oh, we need to show teams uh, what we're made of. So it's kind of like, okay, you need to show teams. RSL have had a, a, they've had a, a 
decent season. They've done pretty much like we did last year, where they'll score 50 goals but concede 50 goals in a season. It doesn't surprise me that they're faltering a bit. And with LA Galaxy playing like they are, it's going to be a, a hot end to the season. And RSL have still got to go to Portland, I think, mm. which is going to be a very tough game for them. Their next game is New England at home on the uh, 19th of October. Or 18th of October, it's 19th hour time. Right. Friday the 19th. Um, that, that for me, massive game. You, you, they, they've got to take three points from that. And, and potentially they're going to need the goal difference as well. We need to say congratulations, Bradley Wright Phillips. 20 goals in three successive seasons. The man's a machine. Yeah. And and it kind of uh, it kind of upsets me that it was always all about Sean Wright Phillips over here in in the UK. It was Sean Wright Phillips, Sean Wright Phillips. Oh, he's got a brother. Bradley Wright Phillips was the Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> um, never never took the headlines. And actually, the guy the guy has been a legend for for Red Bulls. He's he frightens any defense. He's clinical. He's got great movement, great skill. What a legend. And he's English as well. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, the guy is just immense, you're right, and he's he's done it consistency, consistently in this league. And again, he's one of the players who has, has flourished in MLS to the same level as like Wayne Rooney has. And... Yeah, I would put him in that bracket. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I was, now noticed BBC Sport tweeted out that oh Bradley Wright Phillips has got a goal scoring record, and the comments obviously were oh it's only MLS or oh remember him he was rubbish at Charlton. Or but whatever. when Wayne Rooney does it, yeah, but. Um, it shows that you. It's not just not anyone can go over. Joe Mason went over and did nothing for Colorado Rapids. So you have to have that talent, and it has to be nurtured. And maybe it is the lifestyle that does help it, because I can imagine living in New York is far more glamorous than living in Southeast London or wherever Charlton is. But um, it, he's done it three seasons in a row against top quality players so he's he's an MLS legend there'll be New York City fans going well he doesn't live in New York he lives in Harrison New Jersey you take the point all right take yeah. the point let's not get let's not get all better interested uh, we're going to talk about San Jose in a moment because they've announced their new manager uh, they're obviously just looking towards next season now <laughs> um Wondolowski one goal away from tying the record yeah. can he do it they've got how many games does San Jose have have left they've got uh, where are they? Uh, they've got two games, but but he's gonna do it, and you know why? Why? Look who they're playing. Tell me, Colorado Rapids oh. at home. Yeah, new San Jose manager. If he's taken over these last two games, or the the caretaker manager, just play him for the ninety minutes in both games. Even if he gets injured, just play him because we want him to get the record. We don't want him to be waiting close season to get this record. Just imagine that. Imagine if he doesn't score two in the next two games and he's got to wait four months for the next game. Yeah, and he'll be about 90 by then. <laughs> um, right, where else do we... What have we got left now? DC United, Chicago Fire. 2-1 win for DC. I'm sick of praising DC. I'm sure people are bored of it. But <laughs> even this game, to come back from 2-1 down, it shows determination. It shows what they want to do. Uh, like they're, They have got blinkers. They're going for it. Still got two games in hand as well. This is so tasty. This Montreal DC battle is so tasty. I'd, would you rather be in DC's position or yeah, Montreal's? DC, hundred yeah. percent, because they've got nothing to lose. They've been on this charge and it's been a real journey. And all right, it might be an anticlimax if they don't do it. But look what they've they've added 
Audi State, Audi Field. They've added Wayne Rooney. It's been a it's been a successful year. Let's be honest, uh, especially after the way they started. Montreal are the ones looking over their shoulders. The pressure's all on Montreal here. Yeah, well, the next two games, FC Dallas and Toronto at home, it's those home games. And then they've got New York City at home, which won't be easy. But again, it's the home games they've got left really shows that they're smashing it at Audi Field. They've, I think they've won nine already. Or you know, it's they, They've got a really impressive record. And they've got three home games left. They, it, You'd... You'd be a brave man to bet against them getting the yeah. playoffs. Um, there was a game last night as well. Seattle Sounders took on Houston Dynamo. And Seattle, another team that we put in that DC bracket of a terrible start to the season. Toronto also had a terrible start. And we were saying, what's going on? Toronto and Seattle, what are they doing? But Seattle have rescued it big time. They yeah. have rescued it big time. They find themselves in the playoff picture. Uh, they're only one point off Portland Timbers now, which is crazy. And they beat Houston 4-1 last night, and that means Houston are now eliminated. They've got a game in hand as well. Yep. If they win, they will clinch their spot in the playoffs. Stop saying clinch. It's fair play to Seattle, fair play, because at the start of the season, Morris was injured, mm. and you just looked at where they were, and I think they scored two in the first. Let me go back to Seattle's fixtures. They're, they're with, they're without Morris and Dempsey, who at the start of the season, they'd have been really optimistic about having... Yeah, the first three games, they got three players sent off and it was the fourth game where they finally scored the first goal. Was it RSL? SKC. No, the sending's off. Uh, LAFC, FC Dallas and Montreal. Where'd you get RSL from? Uh, It was RSL and LAFC that there was a... Yes. They battered them, didn't they? Uh, Because RSL a few weeks later beat them twice in a row as well. Um, But... They had a dreadful start to the season, and they've just since then they have just it's it, it is a season of two halves. You look at how many goals they scored. They scored six goals in the first ten, eleven games. They've scored six goals in the last two games. So sorry, the uh, yeah, the last two games they've scored eight goals. So that shows the difference. Yeah, it's it's been a massive charge from from Seattle, and that that's a big result. You know, yes, they were at home, but it's a statement of intent. It's not just a 1-0 win. 4-1 uh, against Dynamo, which has eliminated them. Yes. Uh, speaking of eliminated, oh. let's look at predictions. Uh, each week we predict for every game that's played in MLS. You get five points for a correct outcome, ten points for a correct score. Now, you're, you were losing 12-6 overall, and we're trying to cling on to try, make it interesting. And... We said, oh, we've we've probably got maybe six podcasts left until the end of the season, so maybe that would work. Um, yeah, you, you lost again, so it's now 13-6. Um, How close was it? it? I got 45 points, you got 35. To be fair, you did get one result right. You got the uh, LAFC winning 3-0 at Colorado right, but I got more outcomes right, and then I got the uh, Red Bull score. I said it'd be three-one. So I'm very much in a in a San Jose situation now. I'm looking ahead to next season. So all these predictions that we do between now and the end of the season, uh, it's just about you know refocusing, um, you know resetting and and trying to get some momentum ahead of uh, ahead of the new season starting. So bring it on. Yeah, let, let's go with that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right. San Jose Earthquakes, we need to discuss uh, San Jose because we, we have been their harshest critics so far. I, I, I don't know about harsh. I think, I think very fair. 
I think if we look back at some of the podcasts and got some quotes from you, I think we've been very harsh. Um, They're dreadful. They they have been dreadful. However, it's all going to change now because they've got a new boss. Yes. Uh, Matthias Almeida, who you may know uh, was the Chivas manager who... Uh, who beat Toronto earlier yep. in the season in the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I think this is big. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Ambitious. I'll be honest, I don't really know much about him, but when it was announced and then you look at the stats, you think, okay, like this is this is a big... You know, this is a big signing for them, and it's a signal, a statement of intent for a team that did get in the playoffs last year. So they, it's not as if they've had like with year respect, after year Orlando. All right, right. I'd for you know they they are looking to get back to to winning ways, and I think this is a big statement. It is a big statement, and and I know a lot of people, um, you know, will look to us for opinions on things, and I think it's important that that we say, you know, I'm not a, a massive Mexican football soccer follower so i don't know loads about this guy however looking at the pedigree it's similar to um the way that nycfc took dominic from uh man city the pedigree is there the cv is there um the resume as you say in the states cv and uh and i i really i really think that this could be this could be big but there needs to be changes in the off season. You, you you can't just change the coach and expect that to 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 cure everything. Um, and we've seen that this season. That's that's just a fact. There's work to be done from him and from the front office um, at, at San Jose to bring in more talent into that squad. Where do you think the talent needs to go? For me, I, I think up front they're fine. You maybe, wouldn't improve at all. Maybe bring in. A younger striker for Wondolowski because he's proven he can still score goals, but there's there's only a there's only a bit of gas left in the tank, and I think you'll get through next season. Like the the strike, the other strikers they've got, I think are all right. Colorado and Orlando have a worse goal difference. That's it. They have scored goals, yeah, but they're leaking, 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 leaking. And I'll be honest with you, I think. I I don't think you can just say right. Well, we need a better defense. I th- I think you have to you have to be balanced in the in the players that you bring in. Even Liverpool, they can't just after last season they can't just buy loads of defenders. You you have to be balanced in in the way that you go about your business. And I think it's a great start. It's very ambitious. I think a lot of people raised a few eyebrows um, at the appointment. And excited, excited to see what they do. San Jose have said that he got offered uh, jobs from national teams and clubs around the world. Uh, however, he's uh, gone to San Jose with the challenge of helping our organisation open a new chapter after a gruelling season. Gruelling is probably an understatement, <laughs> a polite understatement. Um, but there, he's, he's had other challenges. He's had other offers, sorry. And he wants to do the challenge at San Jose, which for a San Jose fan... It must be really refreshing to hear. Especially if he was offered national team jobs, because you, you basically just sit on your bum for three months doing nothing and then, you know, manage a few games and then sit on your bum for another <laughs> four months. So fair play if he wants a uh, a cross-country trip to NYC and Toronto on a Tuesday night. Good luck to him. Um, He's going to need it. Yeah. 
ever sitting on the fence, Elliot Holman. Uh, right, before we do five things you may miss from MLS this week, I want to shout out to our, uh, uh, first of all, our studio, which is basically... Oh, it in looks the... so good. It looks good. Um, we now have lights outside the doors which say don't enter when the microphones are up. So there's the progression there's for the progr- you. Progress. Pro- pro- I can't even say it. Progress! <laughs> um, so... Get onto our Instagram channel at MLS UK Show. And should we, we do an Should we do an Instagram story right now? Yeah, as we do the podcast. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be very boring to listen to. Yep. Well, you can you can provide commentary. It'll pick you up on the. Uh, let's let's show everyone the the horrible studio that we're in now, shall we? Yeah. So this is. I'm on mine. Oh. On my account, MLS UK show. Get with technology, granddad. Here we go. So this is our horrible, horrible studio that we're recording in at the minute. Hi there. Uh, it's it's it was actually built the same year I was born, uh, hence the decor. Oh, so let me guess. Now you've got to save it. Uh, Just going to upload that. Upload now. it. Right. Okay. Bear with. However, we've got a window to our new studio. It's kind of like a zoo where you can, but you can look in and see what a better life you can get. Here is the new studio. Look at that! Look how lovely it is. It just needs these holes filling with all our equipment. So, there we go. You've just, just said needs hole filling on the actual Ugh. Instagram. So, you've had uh, a live experience of our Instagram at MLS UK Show. You can follow us. We will also put a picture on our main uh, profile so you can actually see it because I obviously we're aware that stories disappear after 24 hours. Can I just show you Sarah who follows us, by the way? Nice. Hi, Sarah. Put your clothes on. <laughs> um, I wonder who she supports. Moving on. I'm just... Sorry, I'm just scrolling through a few more. Stop getting distracted. Anyway, uh, where were we? Shout out for our Twitter as well, at MLS UK Show. If you go on there right now, you can see uh, we have... We're just putting on... We found this video. Uh, it came up on my suggested videos on YouTube. It is the original All-Stars. So this was Team America from 1976. So we've got Pele... Bobby Moore playing. They were in a tournament with England that had like Kevin Keegan in and other players, um, Brazil and Italy. So this video we found is England. They do win the game. England win 3-1, but Pele is playing as well. It's quite interesting. I think it was in Philadelphia they played it. So uh, check that out at MLS UK Show. Good find. Yes. Uh, right, five things you may have missed from MLS this week. Okay. You're doing the, uh, the numbers, remember? Oh, do we start at one or five? One. One, okay, ready? Yeah. One, one. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has said he's bigger than all of MLS. He did have a hint of a smile as he said it, though. Uh, They were talking about the MVP award uh, to Zlatan in an interview. And, of course, he had his say. And he says that he is bigger than MLS, so he should get it. Here's one for you. You've got one vote and five seconds to make it. Zlatan or Rooney, go. Three, Zlatan. One. Why? Because you didn't give him Martinez, who would get it. Okay. 
Uh, no, I like Zlatan's personality. Um, elsewhere, speaking of Rooney, actually, Wayne Rooney has said his uh, recent form is all down to his more relaxed... Didn't let me do the number. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> four, four. Two. <laughs> this has become a farce. You're going to think I did that on purpose and I actually did <laughs> Wayne Rooney has said his improved form is all down to his more relaxed uh, lifestyle in DC. He can walk the streets and not get hassled uh, because of obviously he's not playing for Manchester United anymore. But the way he's been playing for DC, it would not surprise me if soon enough he is getting hassled. Three, three. New York City, big changes there on the pitch. Of course, we saw Patrick Vieira left um, and Torrent came in. Off the pitch, John Patrickoff, the president, uh, is set to end his reign. John Patrick of who? I like what you've done there. Uh He was John Patrickoff, New York City. (laughs) Now he's John Patrickoff of New York City, but... On the board of directors. Uh, the president, it's the three-year contract is over, of course. Three years ago, NYC started. And uh, it's been a, has it been a successful three years for NYC? Well, they joined at the same time as Orlando, so I'll let you be the judge of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they haven't won anything, but they have, uh, of course, continuously made the playoffs. Uh, he's <laughs> going to be stepping down, so it's completely new start for NYC next season. Um, with... NYC are in the playoffs. They've had some iffy form lately. Do you think with the do the they know that changes are going to be made in the summer? Do you think that will affect the players going into the summer? I think they've got a point to prove. It's probably not a bad thing when you're going into the playoffs. Um, every single player will will want to show that that they deserve to be a part of that team next year, that roster. And what better time to do that than when you really, really need to win in the playoffs? Um, okay, well, fair enough. Number. Number four. Um, oh, by the way, sorry, we, that was a premature four. Um, a part of what he's done is he's helped New York as a, as a city. They will be introducing NYCFC Soccer Day, which will be happening on October 15th. So that's going to be an annual thing uh, that brings together NYC, the city, the fans, the players, the partners, and they're going to do a load of soccer-centred festivities in the city. Uh, right, we're going to end on two Toronto FC uh, bits of news. Of course, eliminated from MLS Cup uh, at the weekend, and it's Josie Altador, who was, of all the times to come out and sort of hint a possible exit, this weekend has not been the best because it's uh, just putting fire onto the... Is there a term? Putting fire onto the... Fuel onto the fire. Fuel onto the fire. There we go. I need to learn my cliches. Yeah. Uh, Sniffing on the neck was mine last week. Um, He's opened the door to a possible departure. I don't know whether this was um, in the aftermath of the Vancouver game. Of course, he would have been very down about that. Where would he go? I don't know because he said his future's not in his hands. Um, So whether that means that it's a Toronto thing or whether it's his agent, I don't know. But he's tried it in the UK. He's come to uh, Sunderland and Hull. Didn't quite work out. Unless he's staying in MLS, I really don't know where he would go. There were rumours of him maybe going to Australia and I think Japan at one point and China. So maybe there's a fresh start. But I, 
I don't know. I just I I think for him, he's best staying at MLS. He's he's best staying at Toronto, in my opinion. But would you take him at Bolton? Uh, um, I'll be honest with you. I'd take him at Norwich. Would you actually? Yeah. I think he's really underrated. He's a good player, but I just go off what he's done in the in the past in England. I think if you do like, that with Remy Gard, then no, it's true. But I think he's like Bradley Wright Phillips. I think he he suits a certain league and a certain style of play. I take BWP as well. Well, yeah, but uh, I'll be honest with you. Bolton don't play the same style of play. You also couldn't afford him, so let's move on. Okay. <laughs> And another kick in the nads for Toronto fans. Ticket prices are going up by, in some <laughs> areas of the ground, 20%. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, why? It's going to be around 10% across the board for season ticket holders. The, the team president, um, they've not really come out and said much about this. All they've said is uh, that... They're looking ahead, so they're trying to bring more money in. So he said, I, I like to think that fast forward a few years from now, this season will be a blip and we will be enjoying uh, prosperity. However, a part of that is that we need to raise t- ticket prices. I think for MLS, it's not a league that has got... Uh, ignore Atlanta and ignore Seattle and ignore Orlando. It's not a league that has full stadiums consistently. Mm. Toronto have a lot of fans. They are one of the sides that do tend to do well in that in that uh, aspect. However, there are a few empty seats every now and again. Raising ticket prices is really not what you want to be doing, in my opinion, especially when your team has just been eliminated. Uh, so that's five things you may miss from MLS this week. <laughs> This week in MLS. Um, before that, there's a few international games that are happening. Isn't there, Elliot? Any we care about? Uh, well, the US are playing Colombia. That's on uh, Friday. Simple, simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> Friday morning at half 12, that one. And then Saturday, it's not Sunday. No, Wednesday. Uh, Canada play uh, the Dominican Republic. And the US are facing Peru in a friendly, so it's what you got to look forward to. Anyway, um, they're yeah. all uh, all the US games are just leading up to the England friendly in November. We know that. Yeah. Big game that. Um, okay, this week, LAFC are at home to Houston Dynamo. Houston just been eliminated last night. LAFC are in the hunt. They are in the hunt for that second place spot, and they're trying to break away from Portland Timbers. They've got a game in hand on Portland. How do we reckon they're going to do it against Houston? Uh, win. All day long, win. I've gone for 4-1. 4-1? Yep. Uh, I think 3-0. Okay. Um, Minnesota, who you say deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Minus 17 goal difference. Uh, they're at home to Colorado Rapids. Now, I will give them a chance here. I'm going to say 3-0 Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, who have won 11 games this season. Fair enough, they've lost 17. Um yeah, they, they're going to beat Colorado Rapids. The Rapids, again, didn't score. They didn't win. They've lost seven in a row. They've not scored in a, a while now. Minnesota are good at home. I think Minnesota overall have had a decent season, so I don't think it'll tail off. I think they'll win. I think it will be... I think they'll get a 3-0 as well. Okay. Uh, DC United at home to FC Dallas. This is the game of the weekend for me. Yeah, I... I I'll be honest with you. There's not many. Uh, there's not much competition in the game of the weekend stakes. Uh, but I think you're right. 
Go on, you, where do you see this going? Well, I've gone for a DC win. That's purely because they're at home. It's nothing against FC Dallas. I'm going for a slender 1-0 victory. I just... I, I think it's more that I just like the story. I, I, I'm yeah. after that story. FC Dallas are, are, are there. They, they're going to win the West, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, a 1-0 blip away at DC is, is not a disaster. I just I just think DC are on that charge, and they've got their two games in hand on Montreal. They only need to win one of them to go above them. And I can just see them doing it. I can see them nicking a win. 3-1, DC. Do you think? Uh, yeah, I think wow. it'd be a bit more clearer than what you're saying, but I do agree with what you've everything else you've said. Okay. Uh, there's one other game which, uh, it's irrelevant, both teams eliminated. Uh, New England Not Revolution. Quite. Well, they, come on. New England Revolution. Oh, yeah. Orlando, 15, they need 15 points to get in the playoffs. There's five games left. Oh, we're still in contention. New England Revolution need nine points. There's eight points. Sorry, eight points. There's nine points remaining. Yeah, they're, they're out. Well, if you'd have let me finish, what yeah. I was going to say is, if you can't beat Orlando City, then you don't deserve anything. No. I've gone for a 2-0 two new, two New England Revolution win. That's a mouthful. Uh, you know what? I'm... I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Uh, sure, Orlando haven't scored in, what, four games now or whatever it is. <laughs> cheers, sure, they've not won in even longer. They've won seven all season. All right. And six of those were yeah. during your yeah. <laughs> six wins in a row. Yeah. I mean, it'll be 2 2. I mean, you'll, we'll just get surprised it'll be 2 2. Okay. Uh, there's loads of games next week. There's even some uh, Wednesday night, but of course, we'll be doing a podcast before then. Uh, that's the 17th of October. Mm. Um, and that's ahead <laughs> of. Orlando v Seattle. <laughs> I know. Oh, dear. DC, Toronto as well. It's going to be tasty. And Vancouver, Sporting KC. That, that is a big game for both teams. Um, we need to round off. Mm-hmm. We need to do the answer to the game that no one can remember what the actual name of the game is. We Something call- like we give you the career path of a player who was in MLS and you have to tell us who it is. That's the one. So this player, if you remember, started their career at Russell Olympic, whatever that is. Um, 1999, played for Fulham 150 times between 99 and 2007. Moved to Peterborough on loan. Also played for Aston Villa. 168 times for Bolton Wanderers, the poor man. Uh, before moving to Colorado Rapids. And then Reading. Even made two appearances for England national team as well. Go on, you know who it is. Zat Knight! It's Zat Knight. Played for Colorado Rapids in 2014 over in MLS. How many games did he play again? Four. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember his... Uh, I remember him going. Yeah. don't so remember I, anything about him there. Um, well done. If you got that right, we'll be doing another one next week. Remember to follow us on social media at MLS UK Show and you'll be able to see, uh, if you do it in the next 24 hours, This is, we're recording this Tuesday at, it's about, what, half four when you put that on? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you, this is UK time, by the way. So if you can get to our Instagram at MLS UK Show before Wednesday at half four, you will see the video that we posted. However, we will be putting a picture of our new studio on Instagram anyway on the main profile. So follow us and same with Twitter. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We're just weeks away from returning to the new... Well, I, I think we'll be in there for the playoffs. What do you reckon? I think I think by the time the playoffs start, we'll be in there. I don't know. I've, I've met the builders. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about playoffs next year. <laughs> um, I, I think, I think, unlike Orlando, 
Unlike Minnesota, unlike Chicago, San Jose, Colorado, Toronto, Houston, I think that studio will make the playoffs. Come on, builders! Come on! We'll celebrate with a get-in if we do. Okay. Um, thanks very much for listening. As always, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook as well. MLS UK Show. We'll see you next week. There's some tasty games to look forward to. See ya! Sports Social Podcast Network.